Oh, Not God, this, don't say it like We haven't done that. this one 200 times. <laughs> no, why can't have another fan situation? The fan... <laughs> No. 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 Welcome back to Sisyphean Cinema, where we watch (laughs) The Toxic Avenger every week. Every day. Every day. Can that be our April Fool's episode? (laughs) There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Happy fucking anniversary. I mean, it's not really an anniversary. It's just a joke. That's a mild, mild Happy fucking episode of your J. <laughs> we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. And Casey. Not the dog, man. Not the dog. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? Well, this month we don't have a theme because this is a very special episode for us. See, like like the rising of the phoenix, we are back from hiatus, and it is our (laughs) 200th episode of Shitty Cinema. Yeah! Um, Legitimately, don't, don't believe it. I can't. It's a lot of it's a lot of podcast. Actually, this is an anniversary. This is also the beginning of our fifth year of recording. That's why I said happy anniversary, dumb bitch. Damn, you nailed it. You nailed (laughs) it. Not but lucky duck. All right. (laughs) So for episode number two hundred, we had to do something a little different, a little bit special. Casey, what did we watch this week? A movie that as a child I've only seen glimpses of, and now I know why, from 1984, (laughs) The Toxic Avenger. Yeah! I've never seen this movie in its entirety. I didn't really know what to expect because it was very small when I saw parts of it. And Also had never gotten around to it, and and it had always been on my list. So yeah, this was checking off some childhood dreams for several of us. I rented this from Family Video as a young kid where uh, it was the kind of family video where the employees just didn't give a fuck and they let anyone rent anything. (laughs) If you were bold enough to walk into the porn room, they'd let you rent it. Doesn't matter if you couldn't see over the fucking counter. (laughs) Is that our like tequila in Mexico claim in America? (laughs) (laughs) You want to get porn? You just got to be high enough to reach the raisinettes. I mean, considering how quickly family video shifted to CBD products, I'm really not surprised. <laughs> it made me so happy when they did that. Sorry, oh, dude. Man. The first time I drove past that sign, I didn't stop laughing for like five yeah. minutes. I hadn't been on that side of town in a while, so I was just like, What? <laughs> All right, Casey, before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. You know, it's the start of our fifth season. It's our 200th episode. You've decided this is like New Year's. You're you're going to take care of yourself. You're making yes. some resolutions. New Year, new me, baby. Exactly. I'm so proud of you. So you've been getting that. You've been getting out. You've been doing some jogging, getting your cardio in. Unfortunately for you, uh, as you're getting your cardio in today, coming down the street is some heavily coked out gym rats that have a very convoluted point system around running down pedestrians on the side of the street. You don't fully understand the scoring system involved, um, but unfortunately, you personally are worth 23 points. So... (laughs) 
So you've got 10 seconds before they hit you with the car. In that time, sell us on this movie. A neurodivergent teen is bullied to death in this 80s vignette of vanity and psychopathy. Man, white male power fantasies were real different back then. Eight seconds. That, okay, you gave me two very different vibes on that, and I had some whiplash going from one to the other. (laughs) Sorry. Because we we opened with a surprisingly verbose but accurate description of what we got. I would say far more so than the film deserved. Thank you? What does the Toxic Avenger deserve? That's a good question. Derision. (laughs) Well, for the 200th time. Let's go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. The Toxic Avenger opens in your average 80s gym where people who self-apply the names Bozo and Slug are doing cocaine, pumping iron, and committing vehicular homicide with their girlfriends, Julie and Wanda. You know, normal shit. These are our parents, people. (laughs) That's true. Horniest goddamn gym I've ever seen. So much makes sense (laughs) if it looked anything like this in the 80s. I assume you could smoke in the gym as they showed several times, like guys doing crunches and passing a cigarette. I was like, I hope that's what it was. They were no, they were I passing a, they were they were passing a joint as they were doing the crunches. They were oh. they were just smoking their cigarettes on their own. <laughs> yeah, correct. You might think that would keep them busy, but also they find some time to bully the gym's janitor, who's a happy-go-lucky nerdy type named Melvin. Melvin. Melvin is admittedly not great at his job, and Bozo takes any of Melvin's happiness as a personal affront. So they decide to prank him by getting him to dress in a tutu and trick Melvin into making out with a sheet. (laughs) Melvin is run out of the gym in embarrassment, and by that I mean Melvin runs up the stairs and jumps through a window directly into some conveniently placed exposed barrels of toxic waste. Okay, but the goal was to kill himself, right? I absolutely yeah he Superman leapt out that window it was sad actually I, I really need someone to make a cut of that scene where they put in the original like fucking 60s era Superman music you know the stuff they would play as Clark Kent went into the phone booth because <laughs> yes yes Melvin's body is horribly disfigured until suddenly, by the power of pollution, his body grows bigger and stronger, giving him superhuman strength and endurance. The Toxic Avenger is born! Sort of. Because <laughs> we don't actually ever call him that. <laughs> yeah, no. It's just the narrator at the end I of the movie. I noticed that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they had no idea what he was going to be called while they were making the goddamn movie. Yeah, not until after. Oh, okay, that That's makes why. sense. That's why the shirts say, I love the monster hero. (laughs) (laughs) Your face is so good. Your face is so fucking good. Okay. And boy, does this town need the hero. Tromoville, New Jersey isn't just a dump for toxic waste, but it's also home to Mayor Belgutty, who together (laughs) with the mob and police is involved in racketeering, drugs, real estate manipulation, extortion, and getting a cut from even the most petty of robberies. Also food code safety violations. (laughs) Oh my God, you can't keep lunch meat in a fucking sauna. There's mayonnaise on those sandwiches, sir. Okay. Okay, however... You can't heat it to body temperature by laying against a sub. Unfortunately for Belle Goody, the Toxic Avenger is here to clean the streets up. 
But not literally, because we see him pissing toxic waste directly onto the streets. It's a metaphor for fighting crime. I really want to emphasize the fighting crime. And by that, I mean systematically murdering lawbreakers, often very violently. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's justice, though, right? He's a hero. Because, see, first he saves the, uh, the one not-corrupt cop in town. <laughs> so, then he stops a robbery at the Mexican place, which is a restaurant. That's literally <laughs> what it's called. I know. Hey, we had a, a video store in our town called The Video Store. It was the title <laughs> of the store. So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely possible. Quick aside, by the way, you ever walk into a restaurant called The Mexican Place and they have katanas on the wall? You should... <laughs> All the time. I was going to say you shouldn't eat there, but I'm absolutely eating there at this point. I have to ride. And a battle axe. Yeah. I have to. I know that was the movie working backwards from a scene it wanted to have later. (laughs) But like, that was my immediate reaction was like, holy shit, what is up with this place? And after stopping the robbery at the Mexican place, he rescues Sarah, a blind woman who takes a keen interest in her new savior. Since she's blind, she can't see that he's a horrifying monster, which is like a metaphor or something, I guess. The movie claims that he's seven feet tall. He's fucking yeah. not. No, not at but all. Not at all. They, they keep referencing him as seven foot tall, which he's like six two, maybe six five at the most. Yeah, he's yeah, he, he's like six five, six six, maybe. Um, but if he's legitimately seven feet tall, isn't that pushing into the like we're past the point where it's a pro and now it's a con again? <laughs> and also, who cares if she's blind? The man's stomping around moaning like Frankenstein in every goddamn scene. But also, he's very articulate as well. Yeah. After the Frankenstein moaning. Correct. Yeah. Maybe she thinks he has gout. Mayor Belgoody and friends are upset that Toxie <laughs> is cutting into their profits. But they only try to get him with criminals because the townsfolk appreciate that someone is doing something about crime. I guess when there are no police, a murderous vigilante is justice? What is justice anyways? This is not a deep message about justice. It's a fucking like zero dollar budget trauma film that began with the title (laughs) Health Club Horror. Okay, fair enough. Actually, not even that. It was just called Health Club. (laughs) They were working on it, man. There's many moving parts. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, this movie is full of moving parts. Legitimately, um, the, this movie was made because people who did not make movies wanted to prove that anyone could make a movie, and I contend they did not. <laughs> they absolutely did. You couldn't do any better right now. I did oh, not you make did. that argument. Okay. I did not. They made an argument. <laughs> Things take a turn, though, when Toxie kills an old woman at the dry cleaners. So I got because now he's nothing but a murderous monster and the townsfolk were wrong all along. And our hero's actually not a hero, I guess. Naughty. Haven't we been questioning that the whole time? Anyway, the the old woman actually ran a white slavery ring and I'm just not going to touch that. 
Mayor Bell Goody covers that fact up, and he uses her death as an excuse to call in the National Guard with the express goal of murdering the shit out of Toxie. He finds Toxie and Sarah camping, which is a horror film to me, and rolls out the tanks and guns. The townspeople follow the military out to the campsite and one by one step in front of the guns to defend Toxie. Even many of the corrupt cops refuse to shoot him, in spite of Mayor Bellgoody's repeated insistence that they gotta just get this guy. After everyone turns on the mayor, Toxie decides to check if the mayor has any guts, which is to say he murders the mayor in front of everyone by ripping his intestines out. <laughs> Toxie reunites with Sarah and everyone celebrates their relationship. Nobody is the least bit bothered that they just watched him murder a man in front of them. Hey, do you not know what a C-section is? <laughs> That's basically he gave him a C-section. He just didn't, the mayor had to put his own shit back. Legitimately, he made a pun about the man's guts, ripped them out, murdering him in front of them, and then asked the one non-corrupt cop in town to clean up the body. <laughs> Everybody owes me now. This was literally a scene <laughs> in Riccio. <laughs> yes. I was also thinking um, Machete as well. Yeah. Except when they're on a dog that gets shot. Come on, man. Oh, like, I God. respect it. I respect it. But I never want to see it. Yeah. So that dog was such a good boy and a good actor and just laid there while he was supposed to be dead, panting. Yeah, well, okay, before we get fully into it, let's let's make sure we've got some proper context. Sarah, the blind woman, when she's first introduced at the Mexican place, has a seeing eye dog uh, that the criminals who bust into the place shoot and kill, and that's what you know kicks off this whole relationship where Toxie becomes her new seeing eye dog. Um. And yeah, I, I never think that I should be checking does the dog die, but I should. However, if you're going to kill a dog, I do appreciate it if the special effects for that is just some spaghetti that you threw on the dog. With gray paint. Uh, with gray paint. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. It was weird because most of the rest of the special effects were surprisingly solid for what a low budget film it was. Yeah, but the dog gets to eat the spaghetti afterwards. It's true. I, well, okay, was that actually gray paint? Because then don't let the dog eat the gray yeah, paint I think spaghetti. It was gray paint. Yeah, it's the, the 80s, eat. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably lead paint at that. Yeah, I don't know why, but this was a, a lot gorier than I thought it was based off of what I'd been told coming into this. Yeah, I think that's why it gets the term horror film, where yeah. they just, it's more gore and. And that's... extreme violence. It is very violent. Yeah, very violent, very gory, yeah. not scary at all. It's not a no. horror film in any way, I would the, say. There's only one scene in my mind that, that really evokes horror. And and there's maybe two scenes. One is Toxie stalking through uh, the, the dump that they live in as he approaches Sarah after murdering the old woman. As though like, oh my God, is he going to go kill Sarah? Although mm. not at all, like for me. I was like, there's no way that he's going yeah, to go and kill it. this woman. Right. Clearly there's something going on. And the other maybe horror moment is that we have uh, a scene where Slug, one of the, the gym rats, dresses up as, quote unquote, the elephant man and scares his girlfriend. And then later it's actually Toxie. And that's very reminiscent of the way that horror films are constructed. It just isn't at 
all tense or scary. Oh, the first one that came to mind for me was him stalking the blonde woman through the basement of the oh, yeah. gym. Yeah, that's also that one that felt kind of horror, but the, he's not a horror character. Right. Yeah. So that's something I kind of want to talk about, because I think sure. part of the reason that this gets labeled a horror film is that they just took a bunch of scenes that you do in horror films and did them here. Right. But it's it's the pageantry of a horror film without any of the like actual emotions of it. Yeah, there's no tension or there's no like anxiety. You're not terrified. And and in fact, the people part of the problem is probably the the fact that the people that he's hunting down and killing are fucking awful. They're practically irredeemable. I mean, you can have awful people as the victims in a horror film. Like, if anything, it makes it easier to root for the villain, who is who you're actually rooting for in a horror film. I think it's horror it, if it's shot from the perspective of Frankenstein's monster, where he gets to control the narrative a little bit. I feel like it's it's might they could stretch and say it's horror from a different lens. Oh man, fuck you for briefly making me give this that consideration of like. <laughs> Oh, what if it is sort of a Mary Shelley who's the real mom? No, it's not. That's it's not what this was. <laughs> oh, come on, Dave. Who's the real monster? Toxie or society? Come on. Society for sure. <laughs> Clearly These are everyone boomers. <laughs> Clearly everyone we're shown here is it should get the violence that's inflicted on them because they're all terrible people. You know, Bozo and Slug and their girlfriends in the opening sequences are bragging about their like road rage murder game with a convoluted point system. Oh yeah. And I, I say it's convoluted because clearly the value of a target is based off of Bozo and Slug's personal opinion of how unethical that is. <laughs> The more unethical it is being more points. I don't and know if ethical is really the consideration. I they, they give more points for children and old people. Yeah, so they do. It, they're implying that it's some sort of like mwahaha murder boner thing. <laughs> okay. I was equally maybe more disturbed by the fact that their girlfriends get horny literally by taking photos. Polaroids of the dead bodies that they murder. Right. Like, well, listen, their girlfriends get horny at a strong breeze. It's <laughs> the eighties, and they're coked out of their gourds. Yeah, and clearly, like they they wanted to do horror movie scenes where they're like, "Hey, we want to paint a watermelon to look like a kid's head, and then back over it with a car." Okay, that looked great though. That was that was a really great effect, I, and it looks real <laughs> uncomfortable. I cannot fault the special effects in this movie for the gore, even though I didn't like it. the <laughs> The watermelon head was great. Um, yeah. The uh, later on in the film, cigar face. Um, they hired a one armed man so that they could rip a prosthetic arm off of him, and they like. Oh, it, Frank! It, Frank! Yes! Yeah, yes! Yes! Looks, yes! It didn't look good, but it was a goddamn entertaining special effects sequence. Agreed. But Bozo and Slug are, and, and Julia and Wanda, their girlfriends, uh, are just irredeemable shitbag characters. And Bozo is constantly like anxious and angry at everything. He's always yelling, and he's called Bo. He calls himself Bozo. <laughs> yeah, anyone who self applies that name. Right. Well, like, this, is the, this is the 80s. The clown is active, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. When did that start? What about when, when Bozo and Slug steal the Toyota from the old woman? Because 
they go up and pretend to like help her with her groceries and her car and then end up just beating the shit out of her for no reason before stealing it. Violence for violence sake. A hundred percent. They like, they just wanted to have these scenes where they could justify the violence that was going to be inflicted on Bozo and Slug later in the movie. And like, in terms of the motives that the movie gives us, they did a perfectly fine job of it. I'm going to be honest. I was fucking bored in all of those sequences. It is so apparent where the scene with the car is going and where the scene with the mop, uh, when they initially fuck up, Melvin is going and where the vehicular homicide murder scenes are going. And then it takes like six goddamn minutes every time to (laughs) fucking get there that I didn't care about it anymore. Oh, I took that scene as like a an American clockwork orange. Just <laughs> I got the same yeah. vibe. Ultra violence. Yeah, that's what they were going for. They did not pull it off to anywhere near the same degree, but you know, amateurs versus auteurs. We'll understand. I, I don't know. I kinda I think this scene's kinda worked for me. Like, yes, there's nothing redeemable about Slug and Bozo, and it's very obvious what they're doing, but the actors are so bad and genuinely <laughs> like really going bad. so over the top they're that, committed that, yeah they're terribly committed that they're like horrible cheesiness comes off in a really weirdly authentic way yes and, and i i'm riveted by watching them badly act it out it it really gripped me because i'm like this is so terrible i don't know that i could try to recreate the terrible can i make another comparison please please do it feels very John Waters. Yeah. And yes. you can't yeah. say yes. that to the director. Uh, what's his name? Kaufman. Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah. Um, because I was listening to an interview with him on last podcast on the left and he fucking hates John Waters. <laughs> really? Calls him a sellout bitch. Blah, blah, blah. He's a whore for money. Like his words, not mine. Hey, I think they used to work together, kind of ran the same story. Don't quote me. Go listen to the interview. It's actually really yeah, fucking I, I, hilarious. I think he worked on a movie. Lloyd Kaufman worked on Rocky. Yeah, I get a lot of Rocky out of this. <laughs> but that's also a movie you haven't seen, Case, so I'm sure you do get a lot of Rocky out of this. Yeah, I get a lot that's of fair. Rocky out of this. Yeah, I, I I loved the performances from Bozo and Slug. I thought they were a ton of fun. They're not good yeah. at all. Yes. They are. No. Ill, they turned it up to 11 and then they broke the dial off. <laughs> but that also is what made me struggle with these scenes because Bozo is like vibrating with cocaine rage at all times that we see him. He is just like twitching with his need to work out and murder people with his car. And that's why I don't buy that he's then going to go along with a let me help you take your groceries in gag before they steal the car. I think that was more to placate Slug. Slugged like the game of it. So he, you know, he would, he would go with it, but they, he could only keep up the ruse for about 30 seconds. I got like very, like maybe 13 year old Patrick Bateman vibes and just discovered drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. Dave. Well, the what about Julia and Wanda did, did their performances work better for you? They did not, but they were a very eighties character. So, like, I got strong Revenge of the Nerd vibes off of both of them, and it just kind of washed off me like a duck. There really wasn't much good or bad there. 
tanning salons existed back then. <laughs> Clean up those fucking tan lines. Holy shit. Every their titties were pale. Every woman that took their tops off had little fluorescent white triangles <laughs> over their areolas from yeah. the tiny bikini they were tanning in outside. Or just take your fucking top off. I will say, if Drones you are... don't exist <laughs> yet. I'm yelling at the past right now. Um, I will say, if you as a writer reach a point where you write a scene where a woman is masturbating in a sauna to photos of a child she murdered in a car, uh-huh. maybe take a step back. <laughs> Call your mom. But Dave, how else would you know that it's justified when Toxie takes her and literally roasts her ass on the sauna rocks. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming, did you guys watch the copy on my server? Yeah, yeah, the extended cut. Yeah, so, okay, so you do know that this was the extended cut. Yes. Yeah. I, I just found that out this morning, actually. Yeah, I, uh, the original theatrical release, they implied that she died rather than... As they all should have. Uh, very clearly. <laughs> I don't know why we included the extra scenes that show that the people almost most deserving of murder just got like mildly embarrassing, wacky injuries. Patriarchy, Dave. (laughs) Patriarchy. We are not seen as whole people. We can't even be villains. That's true. That's true. Also, I assume part of the extended edition is the just like trailers for the movie that they inserted twice into the middle of the movie. But then no, it's not. I said it was like the bleach, um, wrap up like hey yeah. we haven't put on any, any episodes out in three years here's what happened in case you forgot so let's let's talk about that in a second because that i think train wrecked all fucking three of us while watching this movie but first let me explain what the the extended cut gives us yeah. it gives us the scene the jail scene at the end where we know that julia and wanda actually didn't die mm-hmm. and uh only got embarrassing injuries uh julia had her her hair cut off and wanda has her ass burned right um yeah we get scenes, the scenes in the junkyard developing the relationship between Sarah and Toxie. Uh, those scenes, which were delivered via mostly via montage, yeah. uh, were extended scenes. Um, and then there's, oh God, there's a third Where one. they're like rebuilding Toxie's home in the yes. junkyard, which yes. is like the worst possible environment for a blind person. Like, it's right. not going to work Correct. out well. Where there's toxic waste on the ground that they could just walk into. And the last part of the extended scenes was the additional scenes in the gym developing Bozo and Slug's character, quote unquote. (laughs) So glad we had that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Which, by developing their character, it's just repeatedly reinforcing that they're trash. Yeah, yeah, the, the the parts that I was fucking bored of because yes. you made yeah. it so obvious already. Like, why? That was the whole point of '80s movies. We didn't bother developing the villains. We went, "Hey, here is a blatantly evil character. <laughs> right. Now we're gonna fuck with them," and everybody right. was fine with that. But anywho, okay, I want to uh, back to the extended edition. The extended yeah. edition that I have is 95 minutes. Yes. How the fuck long is the original cut then? 80 minutes. Holy shit. <laughs> this should have been a, a tight 55. <laughs> I could have I I could have edited that down. Yeah, this this a bit. 
This actually didn't need to be filmed. This could have been a special. Let's talk about the part that you might have thought was in the extended edition that's actually not part yeah, of the yeah, extended yeah. edition. Let's, let's, let's go back to that. The fucking trailer in the middle of the movie. Yeah, so during, uh, what is it, the when, when him and Sarah first start dating? Yes. They just have a flashback sequence of what it at first it appears to be a flashback sequence of their relationship which okay whatever but then it's just a bunch of other scenes of the movie (laughs) okay i've seen this a bit in some like bad k-dramas some like 2007 k-dramas absolutely i've been here the whole time with this is from the same episode why are you showing me this again Yes. And then it goes all grainy and weird for a minute. Yeah, the the footage is shockingly bad. Uh that which is why I assume that this was part of the extended edition because this was, you know, some very very unpolished looking film. But that was original, but it looked good the first Mo- time they showed it. Yeah, most of that was the original. There is I think some of that is extended edition, but most of that was from the original. I think it was supposed to be like a dream sequence of like Showing he's having nightmares about the things he's done. Okay, except the fact that it shows him fucking her, which is also a whole other thing. There's a a long part of this montage is an extended sex scene, which is what it's cut against. And the implication is that he's thinking about all of the past murdering that he's done while he's boning her. That's what I got, at least. Yeah, that's an unpleasant. Listen, (laughs) you don't get to control your thoughts that come in your head. Like, I've been mid-coitus and been like, Oh, fuck, is the stove still on? Okay, but I don't fuck you and be like, no, this sex is so good, but also, okay. remember that time I punched that guy's fucking face right. in? Oh, no. I love ripping his arm off! There is an okay, absolute true. difference between a single intrusive thought and an right. extended montage of murder <laughs> sequences. Don't kink shame, man. As long as he never acts on it. I look what fantasies are your fantasies. Right. I, guess. I guess what toxic Avenger and Sarah are into is fine. Uh, go nuts. Um, listen, uh, listen, if someone shot my dog at a Mexican restaurant and then I get to fuck the guy that kills everybody who had the a hand in shooting my dog. Yeah. Those wires might get a little crossed. That's All fair. Right. Um, I got it. And I'm going to say, honestly, uh, the sex scene between the Toxic Avenger and Sarah, less disturbing than the sex scene between Slug and his girlfriend, where they get super horny talking about their later vehicular homicides. And then just so much hair pulling. It's some real softcore bullshit that like nobody's having a good time. The audience isn't enjoying it. The actors in the film clearly aren't enjoying it. He has her by the hair and is like stirring her head like he's making Kool-Aid. <laughs> like that's not how sex works. It really does feel like it's an 80s movie checklist. Like, oh well, you know, we're making a trashy 80s movie. We gotta have a sex scene. So I guess these two now. All right. Look, we've been going on about this for a long time, but we need to end this eventually. So for the (laughs) 200th time, Jay, I'm going to start it off with you. Is this 84? Yeah. 1984's classic. Cult classic? Let's give it cult classic. Cult classic. 84's cult classic, The Toxic Avenger. Would you watch it again? 
I was kind of impressed with the fact that the Toxic Avenger also works hard to offend everyone. There is a, a mm. game mm -hmm. of Pokemon of slurs that goes on. And one character in the beginning, no slur on turn, just lays him out. And there's a, an abundance of nut shots. The violence is ridiculous. The gore is a little over the top. I don't really think there's a message. But despite <laughs> all of that, I had a blast watching this. I haven't watched this in a long time. And I really enjoy the cheesiness. There's some really fun violence. Pat Ryan as Mayor Bell Goody is just fantastic. I had a blast. I loved it. I laughed. I just was engrossed in the terrible acting. It's the right kind of awful for me because it comes off as authentically trying to make something and failing around to the other side. So, yes, I am going to watch The Toxic Avenger again. But Casey... What about you? 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Would you watch it again? Uh, I, mm, I have mixed feelings about this. While it was boring as fuck with the 700 montages, <laughs> I could not. I couldn't look away. I couldn't look away. The, the fact that you have a very large man in a sauna laying with a sub, cuddling it like a boa constrictor, <laughs> yeah. ready to sure. size up its next meal. The weird, horny, killer bimbos with their white triangle tits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I am going to watch this again. I don't want to, but I would. I know there's a drinking game in here somewhere. So I... <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of short and sweet. Dave, what about you? The Toxic Avenger from 1984. Would you watch it again? Man, I I had never watched this before. And it has been on my to-watch list for ages. Um, because I've, I've heard a ton about this. I know that it spawned a cartoon series and like three sequels. And is getting a fucking reboot this year with Peter Dinklage in it. And Elijah uh, Wood. Uh, right. So it's it's wild that I had never gotten around to this already, especially in, I'm on a fucking podcast about bad movies. And this is <laughs> a goddamn legendary one. And I think that was to the film's detriment because it okay. didn't really live up to that hype for me today when I watched it. Oh, no. Um I, I didn't I don't want to say I had a bad time, but I did very much get a revenge of the nerds like, oh, it's 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 an 80s movie uh, sort of horror genre thing. Um, and I, while I loved the mayor, I loved a lot of the the those side v villains uh, and even some of the jokes are just so bad. I the restaurant named the Mexican place with katanas on the wall is going to <laughs> haunt me till the end of time. So I think while I would probably watch a couple of the sequels to see where it went from here, I don't think there was enough in the movie itself that I'm going to go back and watch the whole thing again. What? I would want I'm not going to watch the Toxic Avenger again. I'll watch I I'll, I'll watch some of the sequels. I there's enough here that I want to see what else they do with the character. So the verdict is in two out of three of us would watch the Toxic Woo! Avenger again. One of us is not going to go back for another. But viewer at home, you Shame. need to tell us, have you seen this cult classic before? Would you watch it again? Should we be watching the sequels or the TV series instead? And happy 200. Woo! Thank you happy all, Cinemites, for, for being with us for 200 episodes. It means the world to us. And uh, we hope that season five is just as terrible as the other four. 
Yeah, please continue to join us as we torture ourselves with the worst that Hollywood has to offer. Okay, so for the rest of the month, I've just been trying to shoehorn this in here. I'm not going to pretend like it fits anything. The rest of the month is fucking Blade Month. Deal with it. We're watching Blade 1, 2, and 3. Are all of them bad movies? No, but fuck you. It's my podcast, too. So we're going to be going down a Wesley Snipes hole, and I mean that in the most Richard Gear way possible. In the meantime, check us out on Facebook, sh.ttycinema, Instagram at casey.cinema, or shittycinema.com. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights, terrorize the janitor, and then be surprised when he comes back and brutally murders us all. Huh?